Howdy, y'all, and welcome to Texas Watch for the week of Tuesday, May 19th, 2020. I'm your host, Project, and joining me, as always, is the Tracer Main with the biggest brain, ZayXL. We are back for another episode, man. We've had a week off, and now we're back, and um, I'm in a good mood. It's been a good week for uh Oh, for yeah, team. yeah. <laughs> it has? Just just a little? Well, it's well, good a little bit. Good. Uh, I wonder why, though. We can talk why. about that a little bit. Well, we'll get back to that. Uh, but first, this is Texas Watch, your source for Overwatch League discussion about the Houston Outlaws and the Dallas Fuel. You can catch us live right here on twitch.tv forward slash Project AR, almost of the old name. Wow. Every Tuesday <laughs> at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time because Texas time is best this time. If you can't catch the show live, don't worry about it. We're also uploading on podcast services around the globe. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, what have you. Uh, we have a lot in store for the show. Uh, I wanted to thank all of our listeners as well for uh, bearing with us. I had to take a bit of a mental health day last week, but uh, we're back now and we're ready to vibe, talk about some good old Overwatch. Uh, also, a little bit of an announcement too. We are workshopping some other ideas for the show to make things a bit better, give you guys some more content, so uh, look forward to that. And also, we are streaming after the episode, so if you want to watch us open up some loot boxes, play some competitive, you just watched us win a game handily, oh my god, that was an easy win. Yeah. Such an easy feeling. I was, I was on in the game. I got to hang on the back and just hold left click on my Reinhardt the whole time. It was great. And guess what? He stays alive and actually gets and killed. He stays alive. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a good vibe. It's a good vibe. And I'm, yeah. But yeah, no, happy birthday, Overwatch. Today is the anniversary, or at least the beginning of the anniversary event. Uh, Overwatch came out four years ago on May 24th, 2016. Uh, so before we get into the episode, I just wanted to reflect a little bit on these four years. Uh, Zay, do you have any favorite memories from early Overwatch? Oh, man, do I have any favorite memories? I remember. You know what? Can I share? I'm going to share. Wait, I, you can't. Do you have the video from the Discord on your screen? Yeah, but if you need me to, like, share what's on your screen, I can try to do this thing. Give yeah, because you, you'd have to show. Second. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I would. You'd have to show the Discord on your thing because if you watch my stream, you'd see it. I, I can, I, hmm, hmm. I and, can like I, make I you full screen. Yeah, I can, I can do that and then transition you to just full screen like that. If you want to share okay. that. Yeah, let's do it. So I, this is kind of random, guys. It's spur of the moment because I didn't plan on doing this. But as soon as you like actually asked me live on camera, then I was like, I know what it was. Yeah. This is when, one of the moments I fell in love with my favorite hero. Um, let me go. Let me um, act like I know what I'm doing and turn on share. Okay, there so you guys go. can see Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, I like how you have a thing called Yeah, the Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're going early Overwatch? Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. well, I, I didn't really start recording. We play release in 17, right? So this was December 2017. Let's when go. I saved, I saved the point on point two, watch point Gibraltar. Oof. We're all dead. We're all dead. <laughs> oh shit. Oh no. No. <laughs> Zay. Oh my god. If you if you are audio listening right now, please do yourself a favor and check out the Twitch VOD. Like this man just popped a fucking 4K pulse bomb. Oh my yeah. god, dude. That, that was hot. That was, that was hot. Yeah. I got to oh, yeah, yeah, give it to you. Oh man. I got to give it to you. 
man. That, that yeah. was when I was like, this is my girl. I was like, I saved the point by like, 5K on end of point B on Watchpoint Gibraltar. And that, I think that was back when Pulse Bomb did like kill tanks. It was like 250 or something like that. It was yeah. something insane. Oh, yeah. Then uh, when Pulse Bomb was like, if you got stuck, you were dead, period. Yeah. And I can't believe now that was, it's going to be, it's two and a half, almost three years ago at this point. It's Fuck. really crazy. But Overwatch has been such a great uh, game for me. Um, I, I, I love it. I mean, that's when I was already, I loved the character Tracer. And then when I pulled that off, I was like, I'm a Tracer this, this, guy. This is my girl. <laughs> yeah, dude, abs- I, I feel that though, man. I, I love this game. Like, even though we, we complain about it, we throw a lot of shit at it. This is easily one of my favorite games of the last 20 years. I, I still boot it up all the time. You know, mm-hmm. we still come back. We still play games. I, uh, what was it? IGN actually just recently re-reviewed Overwatch. I don't know if you saw I, that or not. I was going to mention, I read the whole thing and watched the video. They, you saw what they gave it, right? Uh, no, I actually got like three-fourths through the article and I didn't finish it. But I'm assuming they kept out, it 10 out of 10. 10 yeah. out of 10, out of yeah. 10 masterpiece, man. And I was like, yeah, I guess I play, only play good games. But yeah, it, it's lasted for so <laughs> long, man. It's rarely I play a game for this long in general. Like, it, it usually... I'm done with this. Four years now? Or it will be? this. Yeah, this is the fourth year, right? Mm-hmm. We're going into the four year number four. Four years of Overwatch, dude. And it's it's still going. And Overwatch 2, I mean, people are waiting for it. People are excited about it. So I, it, it's it's a great time to be Overwatch fan. Absolutely. I'm really happy about Overwatch 2. But that's neither here nor there because we have some stuff to talk about. All right. Oh, we do. Uh, oh, we do. So let's, let's transition straight into the Overwatch League. We had a bunch of games last week. Uh, for the month of May, the league has been running the this May Melee tournament, which uh, is kind of just a cool way to keep us entertained because regular season matches just weren't doing it, you know, raise the stakes a little bit, you know, because back when we had stage stages, just in general, mm-hmm. we had a tournament to look up to at the end of yeah. every couple of months, and they yep. got rid of that this season, so we haven't had really anything. It's, it's nice to actually get a a tournament, you know, a, a a reason for these teams to play. And the Houston Outlaws, they came to play last week. Um, oh, in, indeed we did. <laughs> indeed we did. So this may not be known too much outside of Texas. I don't know how much it was marketed. But there was something called the Lone Star Showdown that went um What? That's the topic of the show. We're going to start there? You want to start there? Oh, we could. I mean, it's up to you. We have to I talk was, about y'all kicking Vancouver's ass for at least oh, five I, minutes. I got, I got excited because I love talking about what happened to them when we play Dallas. I just get excited. Uh, so let's talk about Vancouver, too. You know what happened with Vancouver? Whoop they ass. <laughs> <laughs> we need, like, to analyze that game. Okay, I'm going to try to be objective here. I know this is hard for me because it's my squad. Well, is there anything but, to really talk about? Like, we had a couple. Th- okay, there are a couple of things. Or a couple of things I want to talk about, but go go ahead, go ahead. One of the one of the things we want to talk about is a little bit of our rotation changes. But even though it worked, for those who don't know, we three owed Vancouver. Um, it was pretty straightforward; it wasn't really in question the whole time. But uh, there were some roster decisions made. Um, Hydration started on main tank for two of the maps, and Muma started on main tank for one of them. Um, we look good on all three. Um, I'd argue, and I'll get to this a little bit more when we do the Lone Star Showdown, uh, because I think it's more obvious there because Dallas is a better team than Vancouver. Let's just not kid ourselves here. Um, but I, I like the synergy they showed with that. I'm still not a huge fan of the Jexay, Repel, Rockets rotation, 
But at this point, it seems like it's here to stay. We've already gone through, I think, halfway through the season, if not close to it. Um, And we're still doing this. I'm pretty sure this is going to be our whole lineup and our whole rotation for the rest of the season. But against Vancouver, it seemed to work because right now everything works against Vancouver. Let's just be honest. <laughs> like they, they're kind of in, in they a got like two or three difficult. players who are competent, and the rest are like mm-hmm. they're just yeah. not a team yet. They're they're still young. Yeah. I would honestly say they're all competent to a certain degree. True, just there's not a, they just don't know how to. Play. They're running dive too. At one point, I think they had Soldier, Winston, Diva, Re. Or he, Wait, Vancouver no, he, did? Yeah, they were running that comp, and I was like, "This doesn't seem right." Like, this, it, 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 it seems like a bunch of people that are like, "I'm gonna pick my best hero, and hopefully it works out for us." Yeah, right. And it does. Everyone in Overwatch League is too good for that. So, to put that in a bow, I'd say that Houston dominated Vancouver. Vancouver Titans are nowhere near what they used to be. So, I'm not gonna say I'm. You know, I'm not upset. I'll take a W anyway. I can get it. But it was a win we should have gotten, and we performed. Well, so I mean, I, I do think that we should at least talk about how the team performed. Like, Houston hadn't mm-hmm. been getting any wins for a while, and then you guys go up against Vancouver. You show you mm-hmm. aren't just a trash-tier team, which I'm glad about, because no team is... Well, oh, we're never a trash-tier yeah, team. you're not trash. Well, what was it? Y'all had the toilet bowl against Boston earlier this year, okay? That, that should not have gone to seven maps. But, hey, it's okay. I mean, hey, sometimes it just happens. Sometimes you just don't know and things happen, <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay. We're, 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 we're ninth in the – well, we'll get to that later in the standings of the tournaments and stuff. But uh, we're, we're sitting middle of the pack. We're not great, but we're not super bad. So I'll take what I can get. It's a okay. W on the regular season leaderboards. Um, yeah, so that's all I can really say about that because I definitely can tell the way we're playing. We are not in the top tier of Overwatch League right now. But we're getting Neither better. Neither of our teams are. I'm not going to say and, or act like we are either. Yeah, and Hydration's showing some some signs of maybe possibly doing the main tank role because he plays in a different style. I'll talk about that a little bit later when we get to the Lone Star Showdown segment. Right. Well, let me ask you then. Like we we saw Hydration starting over Muma. This is really one of the mm-hmm. first times we've had a different main tank for the Outlaws ever. Uh, yeah. I'm yes. really curious to see like your thoughts about it. Our Inception move has been the main tank, and I am overall happy with it um, because Hydration plays it in such a different style than Muma. Muma's a much more selfish main tank than Hydration. Yeah. Um, Muma is main concern is I'm going to make space, but I'm not going to die, which is fair. You want to survive in the game. That's fair. But there were multiple times in the Vancouver game where Hydration would go into a certain situation and and cleave with Winston. He would jump in. And knowing he's getting low and knowing he's probably going to die, but he gets just enough of those heroes low, and Dante comes and cleans it up. You open it up for Linkster to get one shot. He's, Linkster needs one body shot. Dante needs a focusing beam from Echo. And you get kills. So you lose your Winston, but you pick up two or three kills from your DPS. So... I think overall, Hydration does a much better job of enabling our DPS because both of them do have carry potential. Yes, they're hot and cold. Links are more so hot and cold than Dante. I think Dante's more consistent. But you enable them a little bit more. Muma will go in there and he'll get them instead of to a third health left. It'll be halfway, maybe three quarters. He'll jump out. He'll live, but nothing happened. Right, he like doesn't, he doesn't fed, follow like, through. He kind of the does team. the job and gets out waiting for the team to finish. 
Yeah, and, and so he's not willing to. And granted, it's 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 he's not willing to take the next step of saying I trust my team entirely to do everything. I'm just going here, and I may die. Hopefully, I get healed. But if I die, it's okay. I think I did the I maximized the abilities of my hero, and I died in the process. But I trust my team will finish up. And I feel like I get that vibe more when I watch hydration play than when I get watch movement play. Moon was just like I literally am just gonna survive, and I'm gonna make space, but I'm just not gonna die because. I'm just not going to die. Y'all do what y'all want. I'll just try to make space. Do you think that Hydration is going to start over Muma from now on? I mean, we did see him so. play, but... I, I don't think so. I think they're going to do the same kind of thing that they do with uh, the rotation of our supports. On specific maps, no matter what, no matter if we're up 2-0 and we still win one more map and we're on fire, they'll switch out the supports and we'll switch out main tank. I think that's going to be a new part of the rotation. And I trust Harsha. I, I think I, I don't think I know he knows what he's doing. He has a track record of proving that he's a good coach. So he's working on what he's got. Um, he's finding out that certain players are better in certain positions, and he's trying to maximize their potential. So I can't fault the guy, even though it feels like we have all the momentum and we have a fucking like support change. Like really, dude. But I'm gonna trust the process, and I think that's gonna be the new thing between hydration and movement. Okay, uh, well, with that being said, I think it's important for us to stop for a second and talk about this May Melee tournament that we mentioned just a little bit ago. And we'll talk about this again when we get to the Dallas topic later. Uh, the Houston Outlaws right now, if I can pull up the standings, give me just a second, chat. We can hit that big old transition button and then, what? I had it up. I had it up. There we go. So we got the standings over here. Zay, can you see this on the Twitch stream or you want me to look at it again? Um, I'm put. Hold on, I'm refreshing my Twitch stream. I think it's behind or something You're like good. that. Uh, I cannot yet. I cannot yet. What the hell? Oh, there it goes. Okay, yes, I can see it. Cool, cool, cool. So, looking at this right now, the Outlaws are ninth place, which they're just one level behind behind Dallas, but but the record still almost the same. Y'all are negative three. Dallas is negative two. Just by map uh, differential. Going into the rest of the tournament, is this? Oh, here we go. This is the quarterfinals, and this is the knockout round. So you guys are ninth place, and then you have we're getting what is it? You're ninth, we're eighth. So ninth through twelfth gets picked by five and six. Yep. Five and six are Paris and Atlanta. Who do you think is going to? Well, what is it? Five, six, seven, and eight get to pick. Oh shit! Yeah, it's exactly. So no, eight doesn't get to pick. So five, six, and seven, eight gets the last one. So Dallas so, is going to play whoever picks last. Right. Or, so okay, okay. So it might be us cuz technically we're the highest seed of 9 through 12. So yeah. if it goes in order of 12, 11, 10, you get the 9 and we're the 9 seed. So but, but this this is 9 through 12 though, like it would mm -hmm. take one of the other teams just to pick Houston and then the rest are Yeah, but if you're going by sheer rankings we're the toughest team, technically, because we're right. nine. We're the highest seed. So if it goes by that, if people think we're that trash and the five seed wants to play us, of course, and it wouldn't work. We have... we wouldn't... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, then you wouldn't see us till later on in the bracket. Um, yeah, so and it's a re-pick every round, I think. So this round you're showing here, games two, three, four, and five, I think if you go to the next sheet, it's a re-pick. Yeah, let me I'm pretty sure. This is, yeah, so th uh, right now I have the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals yeah. bracket pulled up. So oh, no, see. it is the winners. Mm. 
Oh, to be selected. To be selected. Uh, okay, right. so winners. So they these seeds get the pick from the four that won. So you get kind of reseeded. So who knows? Like we could come out. We could still like make the finals of this bracket somehow if the seeding just works out and we get picked on different tiers or whatever it may be. I do think it's so crazy. I, I, I like it. I, I like the redraft because like what if you what if someone picks like who's who's the twelve? Can you go back to the standings? Yeah. So who's uh oh sorry the beginning uh sorry yeah the standing uh so I'm I'm delayed so yeah I'm watching the show yeah you're good, you're um, good. So like, if someone picks the defiant right because they're a 12 seed and then the defiant win you're just like oh shit I don't want to play the defiant and then like they're the last one to get picked because and they have to play the the you know whatever seed so I think it could if you get hot at the right time I'm not saying the defiant will because they haven't looked very good. But you just never know what could happen in this tournament. Well, I'm looking at the seeding right now. So we have five, six, seven choosing who they want to play. If the fifth seed, who is Paris, they have to pick between nine through twelve. Whoever wins between the Defiant and the Titans, it's gonna be the Defiant. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think the Titans gonna do anything there. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Vancouver. They they just got the shit end of the stick for real. How the mighty have fallen. Right. Well, let's see. We have Boston. Who who did they win against? Wasn't it against Vancouver? Yes. I think it was Vancouver. Right. Okay. So we have Boston, Justice, and the Outlaws. I feel like Houston has gotten enough respect among the other teams that they're not going to be considered the worst out of these four. So we're, we're probably going to end up playing the fuel then because you're the eight seed. So we you get the last I, I would be okay with that, but I don't know who would win that game. That's the That's thing. It's a toss-up. We go to we, we went to Matt. I thought it was our best of our first to three. I know in the it showdown. was first of four. Right. And it was close. It was 2-2. Two, two. And then we just won the last two maps. So it's a toss-up between our two teams. They always play each other tough. I don't know who's going to win out of that. But yeah, like with the whole tournament, right? I'm looking at it. I'm really happy that we're having it. It's something that we actually get to look forward to this season instead of, all right, it's another week, more games. Yeah. Uh, I hope that we have more tournaments. I suspect that we're going to see this for the rest of the season, if I'm being honest. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I want to talk about Dallas for a little bit before we get into the Lone Star Showdown. Uh, so, the Dallas Fuel. Yeah, they had a week. <laughs> yeah, they were they were there. They they sure enough they, they, they were there. They were there. Uh, I don't even know what actually happened, dude. Like, for for those that are listening, the Dallas Fuel played the Paris Eternal last weekend, and it was expected to be a competitive game. Both of these teams were recently, you know, at the top of their game taking down larger opponents than them, showing that they're actually able to compete. And then we saw the Paris Eternal absolutely roll Dallas. And I'm talking 0-3 roll Dallas. It was the biggest oof I have seen in a long time. Uh, if I ask why, what happened? Zay, did you end up watching this game? I did end up... I watched the first two maps, okay. and from what I saw, and then at halftime, um, I wasn't able to continue watching to map three. But from what I could see from the first two maps, uh, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. I felt like maybe... Honestly, I want to put it on the tank line, and I this is... I'm sorry if you're any tank mains who listen to this, but I feel like when you really don't know what's going on, I feel like it's on the tank line because you don't really get set 
you can't there's not that foundation of we have space okay the dps right. is comfortable walking forward supports are comfortable making a little more offensive plays like on a you know throwing an offensive nade or something like that and not getting jumped all the time i think uh no smite kind of you know bodied gamsu a little bit gamsu was kind of put in his place I think the main tank war is won by No Smite. Now you can say whether that be the better supports or I, I'm not sure the specifics, but it just looked like Paris could always go forward or was always staunch on defense, and mm -hmm. the fuel were just like all over the place. Like they had no bearing, which is what my whole takeaway was from that whole match. Right. Well, before the game, we even saw I forget who it was on the Eternal. But they were very much like, Dallas doesn't know how to dive very well. We're going to show them how to do a real dive. And I was like, what does that mean? And I, <laughs> I distinctly remember this specific play. We were on Volskaya Industries, right? Not Volskaya, sorry. Uh, Horizon Lunar Colony. No, what's the space map? Yeah. That's Control. Shit. Uh... It's in China, Lijiang Tower. Thank you. That's not in space, anyway. It, it's, it's a space E map, okay? Oh, oh, the Mecha base, the Mecha base. No, no, Wait, no, no Lijiang Tower. I'm specifically Tower. talking oh. about Lijiang Tower in the in the, the spacey. Yeah, not, yeah. No, it's a city, dude. It's like the control center kind of thing. Yeah, but, yeah, actually. Uh, so yeah. on this map, we saw what I think was the most aggressive. I don't want to call it a counter dive because Paris were the ones who were diving, but mm -hmm. Dallas were walking onto point. Crimson was playing Baptiste, laid down a window, right? And instead of most teams doing what they usually do whenever they see window and get out of LOS, Paris literally <laughs> collapsed on Dallas, threw the Baptiste ult, and then just ignored it. So not only did the ult get wasted, the team got bodied after that. And it was so many examples of Dallas would try a strategy that would clear, like, you would think it would work. Like, even at the beginning of the map when they got booped off, yeah. like, they got a triple boop, or Paris got a triple boop, because Dallas right. was preparing a pretty decent oh, dive. hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah hilarious for you. For you, oh, oh, okay? okay? I wasn't enjoying that game. I got booped again on that same yeah, map trying to jump really from the did. side. He was mid-jump, got booped off the map. But we had, we had multiple situations to where Dallas were preparing for an actual decent push. And they were just demolished. Paris were always one step ahead. They were faster. Their echo was absolutely... They were eating us for lunch, literally. Yeah. FD God, God made both of y'all support oh like God. FD God was popping off. I, I I can't even imagine like how frustrating it would be to play against a good Echo like that. Like he was always in our back line. Our supports weren't doing anything because they couldn't do anything. Which meant our tanks kept on dying. Which meant our DPS couldn't. It was just a whole a whole mess. I I watched it, and it was just a shameful realization that Paris are just a better team. And I remember at the beginning of the season. I saw Paris perform, I'm like, holy shit, these guys are really good right now. And they haven't even unlocked their secret weapon yet. Like, we need to talk about that. Sparkle. Their, their strongest player, who was signed on a contract, and he wasn't even 18 yet, got signed a contract to play midway through the season because he's that good, hasn't even played yet for Paris. So I'm really yeah. curious to see how good this team gets, but this isn't about the Paris Eternal. This is about the Dallas Fuel, and I will say I am disappointed 
by this last weekend. I was say, what, what do you really have to say about the fuel? What I, what I, I really have to say is I, I don't get it. I, I feel like there might have been maybe a, when the players just weren't feeling it or something was off. Again, maybe I have this little conspiracy that they were intentionally tanking so that way they'd be in eighth place. I don't know. I, I would hope that they yeah, wouldn't I, be. I don't think they would do something like that, but... But other teams have done it. it in the past. It's not like it's never been done in Overwatch. Look, look at the New York XL. Literally, they were known for sandbagging for half of the fucking season. Yeah, but it, well, how many titles have they won? It's never worked out for them, right? So, Fair. So I, I think they've kind of proven to themselves and to the rest of the league that strategy doesn't really work. I, least I wouldn't implement it. You try to win every game because winning becomes a habit just like losing can become a habit. So you do not want to get the losing habit. That's the that's the hardest one to shake. Truth. Um, but yeah, um, and in summary for me, y'all just suck. <laughs> y'all were just trash. As as much as I want to fight and dispute that, that's how it felt. Oh. Like I was watching that game and I'm like, guys, what the fuck? We're playing like we used to play. It's almost like we weren't confident. You know, like yeah. I feel that Paris is dying very solid. In there. Yeah, but they're just soft. Like, they don't because soon that's because I, I this is why I love Tracer because Tracer play Tracers and Genjis. There's very different styles to play a lot of heroes. Reinhardt's soon's Tracer play when he plays it, he's the most annoying Tracer in the entire league. Like he doesn't get a lot of he get he can get kills when he needs to, but he just never dies and harasses the backline so much. Use so many resources to deal with him. And he he opens up. He's like another, like you know, in the same way of a tank, in the same vein, and create all that space. Yeah. So watching him play is always I, I enjoy watching that. He's different than a Decay or even a Dante, who's like I'm going to carry and just you know one clip all the supports. No, soon we'll just get behind a tank and just unload a clip, blink, unload on the clip. And tank is like, dude, really? Turns around. Here comes the other tank, just fucking get shattered. Mm-hmm. So like stuff like that. Soon is so good at, and he made y'all look kind of. He put y'all in the yeah. mixer. Yeah, really and for our listeners who may have heard the name Soon before, or like, who is this person we're talking about? Soon is one of the most legendary DPS to have ever played Overwatch. Uh, he is known for his Tracer, Widowmaker. His Ash is really good. Uh, yeah. He is. He used to play on the Los Angeles Valiant until he decided to play for Paris because he is actually French. So he's like, I want to represent my country, and I'm like. You know what? Good for you. I, I did that. And he used to live there. I mean, if that's his home, then yeah, right. Why not? That's what all the Koreans are doing. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so. but, uh, at the end of the day, we got rolled. But I need to talk about the standings again for the melee tournament. Uh, we know that Dallas are eighth place. They don't get to choose who they play. It's whoever is last. I mm-hmm. do think that judging by everybody's performance over the season that we've seen. We're most likely going to get another Dallas-Houston rematch. Uh, Not because I want to see it. I do think those are fun games. I think it's also just because when you look at the other teams that are available, your Torontos, your Bostons, uh, who's the other one? Washington, yeah. Those are the Western teams who people... Those are really bad teams. That's pretty much it. The Justice, you kind of have to watch out for it, dude. Didn't they just pick up somebody? Sharp, they started Sharp, and what's the other guy? They I'll picked up support. a Titan. Shit, was it Slime? No. Who did no. they pick up? Who did Slime they pick was picked up? up by the Soul Dynasty. Um, Twilight was picked up by um, the Shock. Okay. Uh, 
who did I don't think it was a support. Um, but with, with that said, like they looked. Hold on, hold on, Zay, you cut out a little bit. You still with me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, was it the Spitfire? I think it was they played, but they looked really good. Like they looked like they actually knew what they were doing. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I wouldn't want to play the Justice right now. Are those three teams: the Justice, Defiant, uh... and um, the Uprising? I do not want to play the Justice because they look like they're kind of starting to figure something out now that they've lost Stratus and uh, Corey. Well, speaking um, of losing Stratus and Corey, you remember who they replaced them with? Uh, I think it's, uh... I just found it. Are you, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Stitch uh, and Jonu. Jo that's who it was, yeah. So, Stitch and not only did Washington gain two of the most strong players this league has ever seen, they're also an all-Korean roster now. Are they all a Korean roster? Their starting roster against their game against the Florida Mayhem was Aim God, Ark, Tuba, Roar, Stitch, and Johnny. That's a full Korean roster, and like cycling through all of their games that they did play that session, they really didn't swap around that roster. Yeah, it's full Korean for all of the games that they played. So we might be seeing a new Justice. It's sort of kind of... So Stitch... Stitch, well, he's on the borderline of being washed, right? Because Stitch didn't really play on the Titans. He he wasn't really, he wasn't really considered. When you talked about that whole team being that good, Stitch was good, but he I think he still has something to prove. Stitch has been in the Overwatch, are playing Overwatch for a long time, so I think he still has something to prove. Janu, I I, I like a lot better right now, but they're kind of, there's a reason that just, they went to the Justice, right? And there's a reason that Twilight went to the Shock and Slime went to the um, Soul Dynasty. Right. Because, like, those two teams are like, yo, we can win everything. The Justice, they're, they're, not, a, they're not a bad team, but they haven't been doing good. And I will agree, they've been, they've absolutely been improved by adding these two. I, I could argue that at both their primes between Corey and Stitch, they're damn near equal. Stitch may be a little bit better in my opinion, just because his hero pool is a little bit bigger. But, but in their prime. But I think Stitch may be a little out of that. But maybe time will tell. Yeah. But I think he, he has something to prove here on the Justice. And yeah, I mean, when when all else fail, dude, why does everyone go all Korean roster? When all else fail, go all Korean. You're guaranteed to be top half in the league, dude. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> well, it's, unless you're Florida, because they took forever to get to top half. So Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, they 3-0 in the May, melee standings? I actually think they are. Let me pull it up. Yeah, they are on the same line as the Shock. 3-0 plus 8. So, get it just took them a minute. Roster. Just took get all Korean rosters, man. It, it's so, we'll, we'll see. I, I'd be scared of the Justice. I would not want to play them. I, whoever, I, I'm. you know what? They may be drafted last. You may end up playing the Justice, and yep. I think that'll be a really good game. Agreed. I think it'd be a good game. <laughs> I, I would love to see that C9 one more time, but I know it wouldn't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I think they have a bone to pick with y'all, just a little bit. They feel like they uh, perf underperformed, if I well, put it. Because we so kind of stomped them when we played them. Uh, mm -hmm. But, yeah, looking at this, I'm, I'm thinking that we're either going to play the Outlaws or the Justice. I think Boston are going to get picked – by the uh, number, what is it? Either fifth or sixth seed, just because. I think it's... Boston would be picked first. Boston yeah. would be picked by yeah. the, the fifth seed. I, at least I would. I... It's it's only they're only eleventh seed. They're not in that first twelve thirteen slot, 
just because they had a fluke win. Let's be honest. I guess the gladiators yeah. do that. What the fuck reaction. happened, by the way? That should we're not we're not here or there. I don't want to get too yeah, too yeah. sidetracked. There's a lot to break down in that game. The gladiators Absolutely. basically choked. They got you know, boomed. That's just what happens. Yeah, uh, they didn't but start. Yeah. They didn't put their starting lineup in the start, and it fucked them because they had some random dude and like Lucio, and they lost, and then they put in uh, Big Goose. Uh, and then it was too late. Like they were already like <laughs> they were on the gone. ropes at that. Point. Yeah, but yeah, I think Dallas probably either going to play the Justice or the Outlaws. Either way, that's going to be really interesting. Hopefully, we get to play the Outlaws because that will be part three of the little Lone Star Showdown, third battle for Texas this year, and we're going to start and talk about the Lone Star Showdown. Okay, uh, so over the past couple of weeks, the Dallas Fuel. And the Houston Outlaws got together, and uh, we're like, you know what? Let's uh, let's give some extra entertainment for the Overwatch mm-hmm. League. So they partnered with Samsung and created the Lone Star Showdown, a annual set of tournaments, games, what have you, all yes, leading yeah. up to another battle for Texas. Uh, it was also accompanied with a actually really really good docu series. I I, I I haven't gotten a chance to look into it too really? much. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to. If you go back on YouTube and watch the stream VODs, they actually play the docuseries on the stream. I can't oh. recommend it enough. Or rather, they play some of it. I'm sure they're still keeping some exclusively for TV. But I think that the TV stuff is like straight up. This is Overwatch. A 6v6 team kind of thing like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where it's yeah. like explaining it for dummies, which to be fair, I'm very glad that that's a thing because the more of those that we get, the more people that don't know shit about Overwatch League will watch it. True. Uh, that's so, very true. There's that. But, but, yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I saw that because I would see it advertised by Uber and the rest of them, like, uh, I guess on the, the stream, basically, when the matches were on. I was like, KHO, you was on Channel 11? Like, what? That's old school. ABC 13? Like, I was, yep. I was being from Houston, I'm like, man, that's where I watch my Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> nice. 8 in the morning, like in WB39. Anyway, that's I'm damn dating myself. Let me <laughs> just go back. <laughs> nah, you're go good, back. fam. You're good. I, <laughs> so the Lone Star Showdown, I think, was really cool. I did not know anything about it up until it actually happened. It was mm-hmm. also really cool to see both organizations working together on something. Yeah. Uh, it was fully produced. The docu-series was done really well. The games were actually surprisingly pretty high quality. Yeah, and and um, the individual match. I know we're getting to the showdown, but yeah. all the leading up to it, the well, parts of let's building talk about up. that. Yeah, let's talk about some of the one v ones, the three v threes. Zay, actually, I'll let you. I'll let you go. I'm, I've been talking too much. Uh, so I, I really liked how they built it up. I honestly would like to see it a little bit in the league, but that may be a little bit more difficult to do. Something Maybe during All-Star like, Weekend or something. Yeah, or even for the Grand Finals, do like some 1v1s to see like how the map, because like, we don't want a repeat of last year's Grand Finals, right? Where, Where it's over like, in an hour? Yeah. <laughs> so make oh it a build-up. Like, yeah. like, make it like make it like Super Bowl week, yeah. uh, where it's like little mini games and stuff like that, whatever. Um, but I digress. Uh, so the showdown was that they had one v ones throughout the past two weekends or two weekends previous and three v three tournaments. The fuel, I, I don't, pretty close to dominated most of that part. So the fuel were able to select the first three maps from the pool, and then Houston was able to win the fourth. 
So the odds were against us, right? Because the first of four wins. And after that, loser picks, you know, the next map. Right. Um, and so building up to that, it led up to the Lone Star Showdown. And Lone Star Showdown, all players on the roster are eligible. And the majority of the games, we played hydration on main tank. Um, uh, and to kind of break down how we went through each of these matches and map our matches, maps, um, it was close because Dallas played, I think, played really well. And it always comes down to this when it comes to Houston versus Dallas, right? Like, no team can truly pull away. As much as you're like, this team is way better. Doha and Decay popping off. Yeah, you know, there's no way. Blase starting out, there's no way. Um, but it kept it close. And I believe the score went, um, it was 2-0 Dallas. Um, no, it was it was 1-1, 2-1, then 2-2. And then Houston wins 4-2. So the Houston Outlaws run Texas, baby, in case you forgot. He's been waiting um, to say that for so long, guys. Oh, that was so beautiful. <laughs> oh, so now I get to sit on my throne, as mm-hmm. long as May Melee, May Melee shit don't fuck it up. But I can sit on my throne and be like, yeah. I'm going to laugh are, uh, if we do end up playing Houston and we whoop y'all's oh, ass this weekend. I'm going to laugh so God. hard. I will not. I will sit there and just be like, <laughs> you can go screw yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, like, so Lone Star Showdown has been really awesome. Uh, yes, Houston did win. Congratulations. I'll give you, I'll give you your clap. You. you know, you guys did earn it. It was a good series. <laughs> I, I honestly want to see more stuff like this, you know. I do. Uh, I do. I, I feel that there aren't very many teams that are capitalizing on the whole idea of rivalries, other than the uh, California Cup. Yeah, the LA and yeah. San Francisco whole thing. That LA is really is cool. cool. I like that they do that, and we're the only other ones who do stuff like that. We have yeah. uh, the two European teams. Who, granted, they kind of can't do any kind of showdown right now, but that'd be cool to see some kind of like battle for Europe or whatever. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff on like the East Coast, like you can have Atlanta versus Florida, or even New York versus Boston. But let's be honest, whenever that game happens, it's uh, it's a little one sided. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, we, the East—it's weird, right? The when East has Coast... no, no? When has Boston ever been good? They had that one stage. Oh yeah, yeah. They they had one yeah, stage in season three one. In season one, where they didn't lose they a game. Ever. They did not lose a game. So it's possible. It's okay. definitely possible. But, uh, as, yeah, the East Coast doesn't have really rivalries, I don't think. I, I think they have it way worse. Um, but the West Coast and Texas has some of the best ones. And I would argue that ours is the best, which is why we have our own damn TV series in the cities, along with its own standalone broadcast with the professional owl broadcasters outside of the Overwatch League. Agreed. Um, that's how good we are. And so, this, oh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So, yeah, so my overall thoughts, and I kind of wanted to get into this a little bit earlier, um, but I said I'd do it here in the Lone Star Showdown about how the Outlaws kind of run their lineup. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that hydration on main tank, um, as I mentioned before, is, a, I call it, but I, like I play Reinhardt's tactical feeding. Okay. So, <laughs> hydration is a tactical feeder. <laughs> he does die more frequently than Muma. I give, I put that argument out there. However, his deaths are much more valuable. Sometimes 
for example, if you're a Winston, you jump in and you can cleave half the enemy team down to half health. You create so much space, and especially when they're in trouble, everyone has to deal with you. If four people are shooting at you and you have some decent DPS, you're, you're probably going to survive. You, are you going to survive and win that fight? Or are you going to die of, as a tank and then you're gonna, your rest of your team is going to pop off? So the fact that we were able to do that more with hydration than Muma was the biggest difference that I saw throughout the whole matchup between Dallas um, and Houston. I think Gamsu had a much harder time with that because it was harder for him to dominate. Yeah, he killed Hydration, but the level of value that Hydration was getting out of his lives was much more, in my opinion, than Muma was getting, or has gotten through most of his career. Right. Muma was a, a very aggressive tank, a very 1v1 kind of tank. Um, uh, sorry, Hydration's a very... Oh, sorry, Muma's a 1v1 kind of tank. Hydration's more of a, I'm making space and doing all I can with my 500 HP kind of player right um and i and i can see that and with the way our team is built that's what we need because our best player is dante and he needs all the help he can get and so whatever you can do to enable him you do it similar to what philadelphia fusion does with carpe yeah he plays mccree all right try to dive, all right help try out to mccree try, try to dive carpe see what happens you will see fucking five people <laughs> you cannot kill him and he let him pop off and that's the kind of play we need in our main tank um you know our main tank line and I think he does a better job of doing that than Muma does. So aside from focusing on that, I think um, from Dallas, I think actually Note played Sigma a couple times. I think he played that really well. Um, Meko was pretty consistent, pretty much the usual thing. Um, I still think the strongest Houston looked, and I think we had our most dominant map. And I think it was, was it Route 66? I think so, because we had this weird lineup where like Rappel runs uh, Baptiste, I'm uh, sorry, uh, uh, no, is it Rockus? I, I'm Rappel runs the Zen, and maybe, yeah, maybe it is Rockus on the Baptiste, but it, it, whatever it was, that was one of our strongest lineups. And Route 66, we used to suck at, but we almost like dominated that. So I, I was really impressed by what I saw, especially going to the Dallas team that had beaten us last time, even though it took, you know, to map five, I believe. I was really impressed with the changes, and it seems like our support line is a lot more comfortable than they were earlier in the season with this whole rotation aspect. And hopefully with this hydration switch, it gives Muma some perspective, like, yo, man, you're replaceable, dude. Like, I know you've been a face of the franchise for so long. So was Rockets before, like, and he's even getting rotated out. Like, we got to win. And this goes into my whole conspiracy theory. I could rant on this for days. I got a conspiracy theory that they're also the faces of the team. We got marketing. We got branding. We can't put like, sorry, I hate to say, but you can't put, you know, the LGBTQ guy and just be like, bye. <laughs> like, you just can't. It's a bad kind of look. He's the only openly one, openly gay guy in the league, as far as I know. Mm, so I think all anymore. that plays into it. Just for oh, clarification, not anymore. not anymore. Okay. But continue. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so I think all that goes into play, and I think all the branding and marketing they build up to this point for this team, especially being more of a Western team, that all plays into it. So I think of Harsha. This is all speculation, guys. This is tinfoil hat. Imagine it on my head right now. Um, but my speculation is that that's a huge contributing factor, and that's why we can't really go with the line of Harsha once, which would be like a hydration, Mecco, uh, Dante Linkser, but then like Jexay Repel um, as the two supports. Um, but 
That's just my two cents. Uh, to bring it back to the match between Dallas and Houston, it was a great game to watch. Um, I think after we went up 3-2, Dallas lost a lot of fire, in my opinion, because the next map after that was control map, and we won both of them. No, we won the first one 100-0, to the first round on Dallas's elimination map, and the second one we won 100-30. Yeah. Like, it, it, was, it, was, it was bad. I was like, oh, they either out of it or... It, but I love the aggression that we showed on the Houston side. Hydration was in, and we pressed W. JK was speed loosing us in. We we wanted to take it, and we did. So overall, it was a great matchup to watch. Um, I could rant about it. I I've, I enjoyed the matchup. I enjoyed watching my team come together and actually put together a win and beat the fuck out the fuel. Yes. Well, I'm letting him relish in this feeling because he's not going to get it very often. So. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, for real though, Houston played great during the Lone Star Showdown, and I greatly look forward to next year's Lone Star Showdown and the year after that because I have a feeling that this isn't going to be the first time we see this. And uh, I'm actually, I was thoroughly surprised and delighted to see the quality of this whole whole thing because usually whenever you see any kind of third-party thing for Overwatch League where it's a team doing something individually, quality drops. Did you see the the what? Did you see the meme about Jake? Uh, so I don't know if you if you watch the games over the, all three weekends. Jake always something always happened to Jake's audio or his partner's <laughs> audio. So in the last weekend in the Lone Star Showdown, uh, no, it was the weekend before. No, it was the showdown. ZP completely dropped off. Oh yeah, yeah, the, that was during the Overwatch League broadcast. Another okay, okay. So before that, okay then, okay before that. Um, during the, I guess, was it the showdown or was the, anyway, but, uh, it dropped out and Jake had to do the whole thing by himself for like the whole 3v3 part. That's where the he, rap god Jake memes came through, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone like, Jake, like, just have Jake cast by himself all the time because he had to do it so often over the past like four weeks because every time he was, something would happen and Jake would have to be on there by I himself. I feel so bad about ZP's computer, dude, because you know he's not doing it intentionally. Of course not. Of course not. And then, but what was it? Then didn't Uber come in, and then he get the drop out in the Overwatch League one? I uh, think? no, no, no. For uh, so Uber and Jake were casting the Lone Star Showdown. Uh, right. ZP just cast with I mean, Jake. Oh, you mean yeah. like during Overwatch League? I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. ZP dropped out, and then Uber came in to like say, "Hey, I'm here." Da 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 da. And then he got disconnected. Oh, oh poor Jake. Jake was just like. It was crazy. It was crazy. But Jake held his own. So he, he, he's go. been working pretty hard over the past four weeks. By the uh, way, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was the showdown was overall. I loved it and hope they keep it going. I, I agree. And I'm really happy that we got Jake and Uber as our casters uh, because yeah. I think Uber is probably the best Overwatch caster for new audiences. You know, he's very yeah. great at explaining the game and still casting to like uh, entry level. And then Jake is the face or was the face of the Outlaws. I right. think it's only fair that he casts this series. I, I like he finally opened up to his bias too, right? He was like, I'm the most, he, a couple of times they'd win. He's like, I know I'm biased than most because I play for the Outlaws, but I'm so happy to see them win and do this. Or He's Dallas allowed did to be biased. I, I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm very okay it, with it. It's funny that he's so biased and Custa isn't. It, it comes to life. <laughs> oh my god, Custa's like the Valiant are gonna lose today. <laughs> yeah, like I don't give a shit. They can lose all they want. Like I don't care. 
<laughs> even though he's not a broadcaster, but when he picks his games, he shows no love to the Valiant at all. Nope. Nope. But uh, in regards to all that, we have a lot of really exciting stuff coming up this week. Uh, mm-hmm. We do have the May Melee tournament, so expect us to talk about that next episode because it's literally all that's happening this week. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, no. Is there more Lone Star Showdown content on actual TV? Yeah. It's, I think it's this Saturday. This Saturday okay, at noon. Great. So. For any listeners, especially for local to Texas, check Mm -hmm. out your local listings. Uh, It's a really cool docu-series, very well produced, very well written, well shot. You get a glimpse and you get to learn about both of these teams and their players, which I'm really happy about because like some of the newer players on both Dallas and Houston haven't really had a chance to be kind of like, hey, I'm here, hi, you know, it's it's nice to kind of get that again. Uh, Yeah. Until next time, though, we have a whole week. That's going to be Saturday morning to check that out. Check your local listings if you do live locally in Texas. If not, you can catch it on YouTube the week after. Uh, But until then, we're going to get ready to dip because this has been Texas Watch, your source for Overwatch League news about the Houston Outlaws and the Dallas Fuel. You can catch us live. Yes. It's okay. I have to let it happen. I I was was super cocky about mine. Uh, Ugh. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you just can be a loser. <laughs> Damn. Okay, I see how it is. We whoop your ass this weekend. We'll see who's talking again. Okay. Okay. I don't know. The champ is here. I don't know. When you want to come for the king, you better come correct. Because we're the champs. So I really right hope now. that nobody right picks now. Houston just so we can get a fucking rematch this weekend. I think that'd be great. We're still gonna take an L, but until then. <laughs> Uh, we're just gonna keep it loose, uh, and you know, keep keep the keep the we'll keep the belt nice and warm. We'll sleep mm-hmm. with it. You won't get it back, mm-hmm. so uh, okay. you might as well get comfy with it. Keep taking it to the bed with us, you know. <laughs> sleep with it because it's ours now. Until next week, my name is Project. This is ZXO. We're Texas Watch, and until next time, let's make Texas proud. Yeehaw. <laughs>